I'm very excited to introduce Dr. Patrick Porter. Dr. Porter is a brain researcher. He's a developer of BrainTap device, helping people to train their brain to achieve better results. Hello, Dr. Porter. Hello, Dana, great to be here. So Dr. Porter, could you tell me a bit about your background and how you got to develop the BrainTap? Well, if we go all the way back in time to when I was a child, my dad was a chronic alcoholic and I was a troubled student. I actually would have been diagnosed with something like ADHD or ADD if my mother would have got us diagnosed. And so we got into learning about meditation through a meditation practice my dad then became a trainer of. So that was been one of my kind of my lifetime goals is to continue to improve my meditation practice. And then when I went to school for electronics, that kind of married the two and why I've created the brain tap technology. Now people always wonder why, how I, I went to school for psychology, but I'm using the brain tap to kind of show, showcase that. And I did it mainly for myself to downregulate my, um, my, what we call the uh, survivor brain and upregulate my surviving brain. So we don't, we don't want to have, we want a thriving brain and not a surviving brain. And that's turning off that uh, a lot of people are in chronic low level stress. And a lot of these disorders people have, I think that's what was wrong with me growing up was my nervous system was off. And as soon as I could downregulate that, I could learn, I could think, I could, I could process different things. So that's really what got me into it. And then um, in the 80s, I was part of a group at Light and Sound Research where we invented the very first portable light and sound machine uh, based on new technology because there was nothing before that with using LEDs. So LEDs just became available. So my research got to that. And we really did it for pain. Um, most people don't know this, but you only experience pain actually in your brain. You don't experience pain in your body. You, ex- you experience a signal telling your brain there's pain. Oh. And so you can turn off that brain. You can turn off the pain in the brain by minimizing or reducing the beta brainwave. So we, we would do that. We, would, we were in training to do that. Then we found out all these other things that came out of it. Um, like my first book, Awaken the Genius, I kind of talk about how by balancing your hemispheres and uh, working with different aspects, you can get your brain. I believe everyone has genius potential. It's just how do we activate that potential? So that's kind of what got me started and, and on the way. And then uh, five years ago, I invented the new technology. It's our 16th different version of it. But I think it's the best because now we can go out to the general public. It used to be you'd have to go through a clinic or a doctor's office to experience it. Now it's available to anyone out there in the world, either through our app or through our uh, headset. And we're, we believe that we're leading the way in um, brain fitness technology, really, to, to bring our brains back into fitness like we did in the 70s with physical fitness. We want to do that with mental fitness. Uh-huh. So how do the light colors give our body instructions on what to do? Okay. Well, light itself, our, our body is always looking toward light to tell our body what to do. We have something in our bodies called chromophores. These are little batteries in every cell that absorbs the energy of light. Now that energy of light then creates what they call vasodilation or blood flow circulation, nitric oxide release. These are all activities at the cellular level that get our cell to be more energized. We live in an energy economy. So if we're not energizing our body, then our brain can't function, our body can't function. Uh, But different instruments of light can do different things. For instance, for the listeners, if they, at two o'clock in the afternoon, 
everyone has a down because your temperature drops two degrees. So what happens typically is people run out and get coffee and tea and chocolate. But really what we're, the brain really wants is you to take a nap, but we don't have four hours to take a nap. So what we did is we said, how can we imitate and give your body the same value? We can do that with light frequencies. So we're using 633 nanometer light, and 10 nanometer light and 470 nanometer light to accomplish that. Those are the light frequencies that instruct our body and our, and our brain will follow these frequencies because we're also using their flashing at a certain frequency. So it's not just the light, it's the frequency flashing. The brain picks up on that and then it synchronizes the hemispheres and guides the person, or the listener through the different brainwave entrainment activities. Uh-huh. And uh, what the four levels of brain function, right? Beta, alpha, theta, and delta. Can you tell me a bit about the four waves? Sure. So when we're talking right now, hopefully we keep everybody in beta. Beta is also associated with fear, frustration, anxiety, because it's our reactionary mind. So when you think about the beta brain, what that's the whole thing about the beta brain is to protect us. So our primitive resources are there. It's, it's always looking at our environment saying, hey, is this a safe place for me? Now that mirrors at the cellular level even, because if we have fear, something called psychoimmunology takes over and our psychology affects our immune system. So that's why an optimistic person has a better functioning body than a pessimistic person. Uh, in general, the pessimist is going to have more problems because the, our body works better in an open environment, a, a positive environment. So we, to do that, we have to drop them out of beta into a state called alpha. Alpha is the brainwave that you might go into when you're doing something creative or artistic or out in your garden or talking to your, your family, going for a walk with a friend. Anytime you've experienced something called timelessness, and Einstein said it best, Einstein said, when you're around a beautiful woman for an hour, it seems like a minute. If you're, on a, if you're on a hot stove for a minute, it seems like an hour. So in the, in the alpha brain, there is no time. So you can be doing something. That's why uh, there's even a song Jim Croce wrote a long time ago in the 70s. He says, there never seems to be enough time to do the things we love to do because there is no time there. We go into these timeless places. That's also, when you think about beta, the beta brain, that's where we get the dopamine hits. That's why most addictions appear in beta, like the addictions to alcohol or drugs or to gambling or to pornography. All those things are triggered by the dopamine response in the brain that happens at the beta level. When we drop into alpha, we actually start to produce acetylcholine and a few others too. There's 54 different neurotransmitters. I'm not going to talk about each of them, but acetylcholine is the same neurotransmitter that's triggered when you're in love. So for instance, if you're sitting by the ocean or you're sitting by a fire, your brain will mirror those frequencies because the ocean has a resonant frequency of 10 hertz and so does a fire. So what happens is when we're sitting there, our brain is actually a frequency following response. So while we're in an environment, our brain is matching our environment. Uh, just so the listeners know, if, if you're in a spaceship coming toward earth and we had earth on the screen and we could measure the frequencies of the earth, it's between 0 0.01 and 100 our brain does the same thing. So there's higher frequencies as well called gamma. But, the, then, but when we talk about meditation in the brain, the four primary ones, the next one is called theta. Theta is the one that most adults are missing. Alpha is the one most children are missing and, or it's out of balance because if you have too much alpha, you become hyperactive. Too little alpha and you become autistic. 
<laughs> you can, the, the brain will demonstrate those skills. Because we find that the autistic brain to, has zero or very little alpha activity, and you can't speak. If you don't have alpha activity, you can't talk. So that's why we work with a lot of speech pathologists to get that alpha brainwave going. Theta, though, is the one most adults are missing, and that's why two-thirds of the, um, the American population, anyway, isn't sleeping. And I heard it's, that's about what it is in the world. Two-thirds of the people are getting the acquired sleep that we need. And we can think of sleep as our superpower because that's where we incubate and we develop all those neurotransmitters. Our brain tells us during sleep to produce these neurotransmitters in our gut. So if we don't have theta, which produces GABA, GABA is also the neurotransmitter that's responsible for helping us get deep sleep. If we don't have enough GABA, we can't make that transition from being awake to sleep, then our brain can't detox. And if our brain can't detox, then all sorts of problems happen. When we get into Delta, which is the deep sleep, you know, when I, I'm talking about the sleep, like if you were, Dana, if you were to fall asleep on your couch and somebody was to try to wake you up and they said, oh, she's out, she's not moving. You know, you're, that's when you're in deep level four sleep. That's what you need to be for your, uh, what they call the lymphatic, lymph, the glial lymphatic system. It's the lymph system of the brain. That's the only time it opens up and releases toxins out into the system. So if you don't reach that level for sleep, we get back up in that system. And just like our gut has leaky gut, which is a big thing out there in the world of medicine, we have, if we know if you have a leaky gut, you now, we know you have a leaky brain. So we have a brain biome and we have a gut biome. So we need all four of these brain waves. We actually need the fifth one too, gamma, but there's different, we break that down. There's a balance of all these brain waves. So no one of these brain waves is more important than any other. We couldn't function if we didn't have beta. But if, what we really need is if you were to measure brain waves and I was to put a, let's say a skull cap on you and measure your brainwave activity through an EEG like the Wabi, I would want to see 45% beta, 30% alpha, mm -hmm. about 10% theta, very little delta when you're awake, and maybe a little bit of gamma. Now, that's not what we see out there. By the way, we've, we've scanned over 30,000 people in the last 10 years. And I would say that over 70% of those people have more than 60% Delta while they're awake. So if you think about the, there's a saying out there that says the masses are asleep. Well, our brains certainly want to be, and that could be for a few different reasons, mostly inflammation. I think of from the, from the toxins we're exposed to from mm -hmm. um, environmental toxins to foods we're consuming. Mm -hmm. And how can we get for Many of my listeners are uh, children on the spectrum. So how can we get the alpha levels higher? Okay. Well, number one, they can listen to Baroque classical music. They can just put that, if they put that music on while their children are sleeping, it will encourage hemispheric balance and alpha activity. And that music's free on YouTube. You can just go there, put in uh, the classical Baroque time period, put that music on low in their bedrooms, yeah. That's going to encourage a lot of alpha activity. Of course, we have trainings at BrainTap that train the brain to do this. Uh, mm -hmm. We work with a Joquita Handy, who's out of Orange County, California. She's, she's our expert at uh, autism and uh, doing things like that. We all, also, you can do certain supplements. Like She actually has an adaptogen formula, which is called Adapt and Thrive, that uh, they're um, a psilocybin um, but there's no hallucinogens. They've been, they don't, but the do is you get the positive benefits of the adaptogens, but not the hallucinogens. Mm -hmm. 
And we're finding that those actually encourage more alpha theta activity. So um, those are good. Um, of course, with brain tap, we're going to use light, sound, and vibration to train the brain. Uh, but anything you can do that is whole brain and its activity, like martial arts, yoga, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> tai chi, you know, um, even dancing, if you can get them up moving, our nervous system is designed to move and breathe. And as we teach it to move and breathe, the we have a self-regulating system. So the system will return back to its biological norm if given all of the influences are gone that are stopping it from doing that. So you can think of whether it's a traumatic experience that caused the problem from the birth birthing mm -hmm. or, or a cascade event from the vaccine or you know a traumatic event from uh, let's say heavy metal poisonings, whatever's going on, once you clear that out, the body tends to regulate itself back to its uh, biological norm. Uh -huh. And have you conducted any research about the benefits <clears throat> for autistic children or children on the spectrum? Yeah, we've done two studies that are interesting to mention right now. We've done a lot of them, but these are two that I think would be interesting here. One was we took the mothers, it's called, Jesus, uh, uh, it's, it's like, it's a mother's group that deals with autism. And uh, it's like mothers against something doctors, because these doctors told them that they can't do anything with their kids. Their kids are, are, are have to take medicine the rest of their life. And I'm, I'm sorry if some people hear this and don't like this, but we've proven that medicine does nothing. Actually, it hurts the person. It keeps them locked in their neurological problem and doesn't solve the problem. In fact, it prolongs it, makes it worse. Um, and it, so it, it but unfortunately it makes it easier for the caregiver, but not easier for the person experiencing autism. So uh, what we first thing we, that we found was we had to get them off their medicine to even do a study because the medicine controls the brain. Exactly. The, in the, almost every medicine is filled with fluoride. And what fluoride does for those that don't know that it, it actually blocks the pineal pituitary gland. And that's super important for communication in the brain. It actually calcifies it. So we have to clear that out, detox the brain. Uh, and there's ways to do that. But once that happens, the one study we did with the parents that I want to mention first, these mothers, we wanted to show that uh, anybody out there that has an autistic child, you are probably suffering from PTSD, which means post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And we did a test in these mothers. They all were on the spectrum of post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. uh, imagine every day having to deal with, you don't know, there's a lot of unknowns there and there's a lot of trauma there and there's no time to relax. So we taught them first to relax. We didn't have them put it on the heads of their autistic children because what we found was when you, when you just force a therapy on the children, they kind of resent you for that. They, they, and what we also know, one of the things Joquita found out was even though they're not able to articulate to the parent or to the doctor, what's going on with them, they do understand. Yes, exactly. They understand everything. They, even though they can't articulate it. So they know inside their head what to say and do, they just can't get their body to do it. So in, in fact, we had one child that you could, you could flip a magazine, because he was flipping a magazine back and forth. Then we tested him on the magazine. He knew everything that was on every page. We just had to show him the graph. So he was literally scanning all that information. 
So his brain was working beyond what we would think ours is, yes. but he can't articulate it here on the physical level. So what we had him do was we had him, we said, if you can do the sessions once or twice a day and make sure that your child knows you're doing them, you know, ask them, say, hey, I'm going to go get my mommy's going to go get her nervous system, calm down, talk to her like she's an adult or he's an adult and let them know. And what we found out was, number one, that these parents could get relief. They could get stress relief by using brain tap and we could lower their. But the most phenomenal thing that happened was every one of their children asked to do the therapy. Wow. Because if mom and dad were doing it, they wanted to do it. Yeah. So we, and then what we found was we got better results. Now, the one study we did, we did a study, there was a study going on with a magnetic resident therapy company. And this, I think this is a crime against autistic children. So I'm going to bring it up, but they did a study where you have to pay $5,000 to find out if you qualified to use their therapy. Mm-hmm. And they only accepted 60% of the people. So that 60% of the people got the therapy. So they were doing the therapy at the same time. Joquita Handy, who was our person, I said, do you, do you think we could use those other, the other 40% that got disqualified from their study? And we do our own study side by side to see what happens if they used brain tap. Mm-hmm. So we did. Six week study, the magnetic resident therapy people. And by the way, when you do magnetic resident therapy, you might get knocked out, you'll throw up. It's, it's a very harsh treatment. Basically, it forces the brain to balance. It forces the brain to have more alpha activity. We don't believe in that kind of pain and suffering. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But then with ours, we trained them in the alpha brainwave. What we found out was they had very little or no alpha activity, like I said earlier. During this six-week training, at the end of the six weeks, they measured the brains of the people with magnetic resonant therapy, a $60,000 treatment. They had to pay $5,000 to find out if they qualified, $60,000 to be a part of the treatment protocol. At, at the end of the study, they had 23% alpha activity. That's pretty promising. That's good. I mean, if it worked, that's great. BrainTap had 21%. Mm-hmm. With magnetic resident therapy, obviously, they could not afford to do magnetic resident therapy afterwards. With brain tap, it was only $600. So we sent them home with a brain tap. Mm-hmm. They continued to use it over six months. Six months, they did a reevaluation, a rescan. 100% of the magnetic resident therapy patients were back to where they were before. Wow. Brain taps people were actually at 26% alpha. They had actually improved their alpha activity during that time. And almost over 90% of them were now speaking. Amazing. Because it has to do with the alpha activity. Yeah. So there's a the, the problem is that when we talk about normal therapy, when we and we're talking about normal therapy in the allopathic math model, they don't look at the reality of what's happening. The reality, one of the first things that needs to happen for all healing to occur is we've got to detoxify. We've got to get the in, interference out of the way. So if it's a trauma, we've got to repair the trauma. So we use light therapy for that. We use, we have a light cap. We have brain tap brings light into the brain. That light brings vasodilation, blood flow and circulation. If there's a damaged area of the brain, we're going to help to heal it. We also have a a cap they can wear that even sends more light. We also have them wear a light pad on their stomach because whatever's happening in your gut is happening in your brain. 
And we also have a heart brain, which most people never, they never, they look at heart rate variability, but they don't tell the people we have 4,000 neutrino cells in our heart, which means our brain and our heart controls the whole show. So if you don't straighten up these communication systems between the heart and the brain and the brain and the gut, and these, just to put it in perspective, your brain receives more information from your heart and your gut than your brain supplies to the brain, to the gut and the heart. So it's, it's more like they're running the show, not this brain between our ears. Yeah. So everybody's looking at this brain and the cure for these things that people are doing, they, it's not about cure. What they're doing is they're giving them maintenance doses. They're basically just, it's like, you've got this medicine, you're gonna be on it the rest of your life. That's not the way our functional medicine doctors think, yeah. right? They're thinking there's something wrong with the function. And what we're finding is that in these studies, and we're gonna be doing more studies on this, but what we're finding is that, and Joquita does more than just brain tap too. She does like, uh, a whole therapy. She does a detox program with infrared light. She does. She gets the lymphatic system going. She uses a whole series of different. She uses uh, neuro and biofeedback to get the kids going. So it's more than just brain tap. But we did the study just on brain tap. So I think a more well-rounded approach with a nice, with a really good functional uh, neurologist can can do wonders. Yeah, and is would it be the same treatment for the parent? And the child, I mean, using the brain tap? There's different protocols, like there's an autism series. And what that series does, it, it actually incorporates the alpha brainwave activity more. There's actually a brainwave called SMR, sensory motor rhythm. It's between alpha and uh, beta, which is more, there's actually 16 different labels for brainwaves. We just label them as the four. But the, that brainwave is the one that's missing when you see people like the kids that are uncoordinated yeah. and don't their distributor systems off, that's because that brainwave, just like as we get older, unfortunately, our brain starts to lose that SMR yeah. brainwave. So we have to train to that. Now with the parents, what we found is they need restorative sessions because they're exhausted. Yeah. You know, when you, when you think of low level chronic stress, it's basically they're They don't even know how stressed they are because it's happened since the moment of the incident. And it continued every day with no relief. Yeah. And um, so we need to disengage that nervous system. So we have sessions that are just about what we call reboot sessions. Mm -hmm. They go to reboot the brain. And once the brain reboots and reevaluates the situation, it will start to wire up new resources that are necessary for the person. So it's a little different than in the uh, children's sessions for the autism, there are only 10 minutes. Now the parents have 10 minutes, 15 and 20 minute sessions, depending upon how long they have. Mm -hmm. And we also have 30 minute sessions to help you go to sleep. So we really need to get the parents brain regulating because what we find is they get stressed. And we did a study, this wasn't for autism, but it was for Alzheimer's. And, but it's gonna make my point because we find the brains are the same with PTSD and, and Alzheimer's. And so what, what, we, what we did was we found that uh, with six weeks on the brain tap, we had a 49% improvement in neuroplasticity, which means that we were able to reorganize the way the brain processes information. That's really key to brain function. Mm -hmm. And then, but the second part of it, and there's more to it too, but this will be the, the point. They had a 58% improvement in reorganization score. What that means is when a stressful event happens, they're able to get back to norm 58% faster than they were before. 
And that's what needs to happen because it's not about getting rid of all your stress. We're not going to do that in this life, especially if you have an autistic child, you're going to have stressful events, but is that stressful event going to bleed over into your relationship with your husband or wife? Is it going to bleed over into your work life? Is it going to bleed over into your social life? How's it going to affect you physiologically? And that's really what we want to disengage so that when you're able to have fun or enjoy yourself, you're able to leave that behind and have fun and enjoy yourself. Yeah. I've seen you speaking about uh, uh, Dr. Malilo. So does it include the hemispheric model? Yes. Every session we have, um, the first three to four minutes works to balance the hemispheres. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've done those things. We do a lot with Dr. Malilo. Um, in fact, he was the one who gave me the Lifetime Achievement Award in neuroscience because they, they use brain tap as a recovery tool. So they're doing all, they do a lot of work beyond brain tap. But once the brain and the body is in the right physiological position, now the brain tap can work. There's something called Hebb's law, which some of your listeners might be aware of. It basically says that those neurons that fire together, wire together. And those neurons that wire, wire that aren't firing together tend to unwire. So that means we can take bad habits, we can unwire them, good habits, we can wire them. So when the doctor is working with the, with the patients and they're getting their nervous system wired up, now we need to practice that. We need to get it working in that way. So those neurons are firing and wiring. And then when they leave the environment of the doctor's office, they have a more of a, there's no such thing as a permanent change with the nervous system. It's always adapting and changing. In fact, every 72 hours, your nervous system is trying to go back to its neurological norm. So that's why we have to keep doing something every day uh, to improve our nervous system function. Yeah, especially as stressed parents, is it important to sleep seven to eight hours or can we have less? Well, it's not about time in bed. That's, that's a misnomer. But obviously, most people need between six or eight hours to, to acquire what I'm going to tell you. Um, the reality is, if you have a way to track, like I have the, uh, we have the BioStrap we work with, it shows people their sleep studies and basically keeps track of your biologics when you're through the day, how many steps you've taken, your exercise. What we find is if you can get one hour minimum of deep sleep, that's enough to detox your brain. If you can get two hours of REM sleep, so depending upon the type of device you're using to track your sleep, some don't track those separately. So you'll need between two and three hours of whatever they consider deep sleep to be. But if you have like the aura ring or some other uh, device that measures sleep cycles, if you can get one hour of deep sleep, two hours of REM sleep, the rest is almost not even necessary, although we like it, so we sleep more. That the, and part of that is what the US military had proved out. They know that it only takes a mili- on when you're on military deployment at war, you only get between four and five hours of sleep because they know that you can get that, you can do it in that time period. Now, I'm not saying people are doing that, especially when you're younger, you can get away with it more, you know, for those that've been in college, you know, you can get, you can get away with very little sleep, but over time we need deeper sleep. So you can actually, if you don't go through those cycles, so what happens during sleep is you're actually cycling through not beta as much because beta is awake state, but through alpha, theta, delta, and you're just cycling through it. And the more you can cycle through the average sleep cycle is between six and nine. If you have nine sleep cycles, you're going to have more energy. Mm-hmm. So the more sleep cycles you go through and your first sleep, sleep cycle is the longest. 
So I recommend that somebody either does like a brain tap session before they go to sleep, because if you can offload that stress, you can get into the sleep cycle much faster or do some breathing exercises. What you can do right when you're laying in bed is breathe into the metal kind of four. This is going to trigger and educate your sympathetic system. That's your survival system. It's going to trigger it. So you might feel a little anxiety when you're doing that, but then breathe out to the metal kind of eight. Yeah. That's going to that's going to engage your parasympathetic or your thriving brain and do that until you feel that when you breathe in and breathe out you feel no more tension. Some people will do a body scan while they're doing that like start at the bottom of their feet and move up through their body and but do it while you're breathing and count because the counting and the breathing is going to shut off your monkey mind so you can get into that sleep cycle and whatever worries and things going on, those just dissipate because you're focusing on a task. And once the parasympathetics kicks in, you're going to go to sleep easily and get better sleep. Uh Now, so for a beginner, how do we start? Because looking at the website, it was difficult for me to understand what's needed. Right. Well, the best thing to do is go and download the free, uh, the free app. At BrainTap, you can go to BrainTap.info or Dana. If you have a link, you can send them that link and provide them that link, and they can start using it. And what what happens is, if they're an autistic parent, then they need to send an email to us at uh, support at BrainTap.com, and we will unlock the autism program for you for free. Mm-hmm. So we just need to know that you need that, and all they have to do is say, "Hey, Dr. Porter said on a." on a webinar that all I do is contact you. And we give that to autistic uh, families so they can start to use it. You can use it just with your earphones, mm-hmm. but you have to have earphones on to get it to work the best. Now you can listen in a room. So if you have a child that is super sensitive to putting on earphones or anything, you can put two speakers on the end of the bed, you know, like computer speakers mm-hmm. and play the session that way without the lights. Mm-hmm. And you can still get really good results. And what will happen is I usually find that if they do that for a month or two, they'll get comfortable with the process. And you can do that right before they go to bed. And if you can put it on autoplay, so it just keeps playing over and over again, mm-hmm. then each time it cycles, it's going to take them through a cycle. And that's really what has to happen for sleep. So they might wake up at two o'clock and just sink right into the cycle again, go back through and get the results of the brain tap session. Mm-hmm. Now, if they can handle lights, which the the kids and the parents, but the kids specifically, they love the brain tap because our brain likes patterns. So especially if you've noticed a lot of uh, kids on the spectrum, they love using tablets or, you know, devices because there's patterns there. So with their, they can keep their eyes open too with brain tap, but I wouldn't use a lot of light. It won't hurt them because it's, it's actually for 70 nanometer light and it's only four LEDs and eyes. So it's not a lot of energy but it's best if they can close their eyes, but they can keep their eyes open. It won't hurt them at all. In fact, we've done studies that show that uh, we've helped with, with eye care um, with the blue light because the light is healing. You know, there, there's a lot of disclaimers, a lot of misinformation out there about light, especially blue light. Mm-hmm. But we live in a blue light universe here in, in the, on earth. So we need blue light to reset our circadian rhythms. So what we do is if they can handle it, we start them at the lowest level light setting they put the visor down and they, they listen as long as they can. Sometimes a child might only be able to listen for two or three minutes, but if you're there with them, you just flip when you tell them to let you know when it's too much because we're driving energy. What happens with um, the ear lights have lights in the ears and the eyes. 
we're doing something called photobiomodulation. The hemoglobin in our eyes and our ears is absorbing the light photons and it's circulating through the bloodstream and it's going directly into the brain because our eyes are not just attached to the brain, our eyes are brain matter. So what's happening is uh, the light kind of works like stem cells where stem cells, it doesn't matter if you inject the ankle, if your lungs need those stem cells, it's going to bypass the ankle and go right to the lungs. It's going to go to the area of the brain that most needs the help. So what's happening is it kind of works a little bit like glutathione, if you will, where it's going to start to detox. It's going to open up those detox pathways and open up the glialymphobic system so they can start detoxing their brain. Once the toxins are out of there, then the healing can start. The healing doesn't start until the toxins are gone. So uh, it's kind of hard. It's kind of like you have, if you want to clean the room uh, or paint the room, you've got to clean it up first and get everything out of the way. You can't remodel the room while it's still dirty. We need to clear everything out and get in there and, and clean it up. So, and, and then what we find is over time, what will happen is the child will actually ask to do the sessions. I still remember when Joe Quita Handy she first started with us. I didn't know who she was, but um, our shipping department called me and said, you need to call this doctor from Orange County. She is ordering a lot of brain taps. Mm. And uh, she said she's using them for autism. And at the time, we didn't know brain tap would be used for autism. This was like six years ago. And so I called her up. I said, what's going on, Joe And She says, well, I got this device because I'm a student of yours at Quantum University. And they sent me one. I didn't know how to use it. But I started using it with my son for a school. He started working. I said, how would this work with my patients? And so I put it on a couple of my patients and they passed out. These kids, they went from stimming mm -hmm. to passing out. And she said, the parents told me, I'm not leaving till I get one of those machines because it was the only thing they could find that would actually calm their, their children down. So that's the main reason people use it. Uh-huh. And uh, on, the, on your website, you ship internationally? Yeah, we ship all over the world. We have... We have units in UK, we have units in Sweden, we have units, of course, in, um, in China, mm -hmm. the, um, where we have a, a factory that ships out. Um, we've shipped to Russia, we've shipped everywhere. I mean, the first thing you wanna do is go get the free trial. And then what will happen is once they get that, they're gonna get a lot of education after that. They're gonna, and then I would recommend that they go to, um, if they're following social media, go to at BrainTapTech, or go to at Dr. Patrick Porter, Dr. Porter, at Dr. Uh, Patrick Porter. They can also go to my website to learn some things, drpatrickporter.com. Um, I have a lot of links there and it shows, you know, what we're doing in the media and things like that there. And of course we have braintap.com, but they, in order to get the free link there, they can buy it. But if they want to try it out on a trial basis first, you need to use the link that Dana is going to share with you. Okay. Dr. Patrick, thank you so much. I've learned so much and I'm ready to purchase my brain tap. Well, great. Look forward to helping you. And then anything we can do to help your community, just let me know. Okay. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you.